broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hello and welcome to the Nerd No Media Podcast. My name is Keanu Calicorn and we have a special episode this week featuring the creative team behind Shurikon. Guys, would you please introduce yourselves? Hi there, I'm Fimber, the volunteer manager for Shurikon this year. Excellent. Hi, uh, I'm Maeve, I'm the public relations officer for Shurikon. Fantastic, and finally? And I'm uh, Marky Mark, the director of Le Shurikon. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I can almost see the like director's chair and the parade from here, despite it being radio. I wouldn't quite say it's as glamorous as that, but sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into all the special announcements and things, we had you guys on once before around Christmas. Did you guys have a lovely Christmas? Pretty much, Christmas yeah. Christmas was, was merry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounded very sinister. Hence the name. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I just ate food. I literally just got fat. That's it. I put on weight. That's what Christmas is for. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. That, that was effectively it. You know, that's what it's for. And I did it. You were preparing yourself for like losing all the weight when you're running around the con next week. Yeah, no, that's yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm cultivating mass. Like I'm putting on yeah. some calories, some serious calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Strategically placed fat. I like it. <laughs> that's fantastic guys and we are coming up now to the launch date for Shurikon which I believe is the 15th and 16th how are you guys feeling about that after so many weeks of preparation pretty excited Uh, (laughs) so somewhere between excited and and still full of stress yeah it's it's very much like the preparation as far as I'm concerned is going great but that doesn't at all take away the the butterflies in my stomach from like, you know, less than two weeks. Oh God, it's like next week. Oh God. <laughs> yep. One week away. Seven days, One more we week. One, One more, more week. week. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, as someone going to it, and uh, gratefully you are giving us a panel, which I'll go into more details about later. But uh, I noticed this week, before we get into the special guests, that all of your panel times were announced on your Instagram. Are there any panels that particularly jump out at you or that you're excited to attend? Unfortunately, I don't get to attend panels, really. Um, like, I'm looking at them all, and they all look wonderful. And I wish I could just have a normal con day, but alas, it's like the second I try to attend, a con- like, if I wanted to attend a panel, I'd step in, and then I would definitely get like a walkie-talkie call being like, Mark, Mark, <laughs> I need your help. Come, come hither. And I'm like, oh, okay, time to leave. So, I mean, if I have time, definitely. I'm, I, I am, to be honest, excited to see the JoJo panel, um, if I can, because I've hosted a JoJo panel twice now at JCon, and one of my friends who's been to the panels, she's taking it on. So she's like, you know, effectively. T- carrying the torch of the JoJo quiz show. And I, I, I am excited to see how that goes. That's wonderful. And speaking of JoJo, I believe this segues rather nicely into our special guests. Uh, would you like to tell the wonderful people listening at home who we can see at Shurikon? You are going to see Billy Kametz. He is a LA-based voice actor, and he's known for quite a few roles. I suppose... I wouldn't say his biggest and possibly his most favorite is um, Josuke Higashikata. God, I hope I pronounced that right. From <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4. He's the main Jojo in it in the English <laughs> dub. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited because I'm a huge Jojo fan. And I think if anything, Part 4 is one of the 
better dubbed versions of the it's probably the best dubbed version of the JoJo. So I'm quite excited to meet JoJo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For people listening at home, because I must confess I have not seen JoJo yet. But what is kind of the thinking behind the JoJo anime? Because I believe it takes place in different time periods every series and all that kind of stuff. Would you like to give a quick lift pitch? I it's how do I explain JoJo? It's <laughs> for yeah, for, for anyone listening at home, it is called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That lives it, up to its name. It's oddly homosexual and very flamboyant. You know, <laughs> it's it's mostly it's very mostly men in very tight fitting clothes, all very colorful and just bizarre and flamboyant and crazy and wonderful. And yeah, it's totally worth watching. Uh, part one and two kind of are very separate to part three onwards. You know, it, it's like, again, like you said, it's different timelines, but I, I won't even spoil anything. It's just the, the, the creator, um, Iraqi, just kind of looked at part one and two as like, you know what? Screw that. Part three is completely different. So <laughs> I won't spoil anything, but if anybody who watches JoJo is listening you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm on nah we got this thing called stands oh. <laughs> and uh, i'm guessing you're all jojo fans are you i've oh. never actually got around to watching it yet much to my my shame <laughs> lads we have to do a Someday. lot of homework before next week <laughs> you guys are all blasphemers oh my god <laughs> I've what can i say random clips and i've seen the first part and I was very confused, and I have trouble explaining it to other people, which I feel like is partially the point somehow. Um, but yeah, I'll get there. Yeah, I, I feel like I, in recent years, I've taken all the spare time that I would spend watching anime and, and utilized that helping run anime conventions. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> you're just a slave. It's like a paradox. You're, you're like guiding people across the river to the confusing anime land. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, no, no, that, that's glam, uh, glamorizing it. He's like, if you ever see Spirited Away, you know Kamaji. Yeah. He's like, so this, <gasps> in context of Finbar, he's like, I am Finbar, slave to the conventions. <laughs> I fully expect to see, because I haven't actually met you in person, but I fully expect to see like a captain's pirate as soon as we arrive. Like guiding us across Angel Street in a little raft. He definitely has the beard for it. He definitely <laughs> has the beard for it. All he needs is an eye patch and a little bit of scurvy, and you know he. Um, well, he's got a week. Next week, it's just, just stop eating yeah. fruit and vegetables exactly. and get an eye patch. You know, yeah, you, I feel sorted. like if you've got scurvy, you're probably doing piracy wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> Can't be a pirate. Isn't the whole, scurvy. It's the whole it's, point it's of being a pirate in, in not the, to get scurvy. I don't know. I feel like you're committed though. Yeah, like you go out to sea for long enough, you're going to run out of fruit. I mean, I've never been to sea and I've had scurvy from running out of fruit. That is a different story for a different you day. Had scurvy? <laughs> what? I've we had scurvy made, twice. Maeve, we have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we kind of confirmed that Maeve's a pirate. I've got to be honest, as someone who's worked with you in theatre, I get that from your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm a pirate or that I get scurvy a lot. <laughs> Well, I mean, whichever is the most glamorous to you. Of course, yes. <laughs> Here, quick question. What's your favorite spirit? Oh, I thought you were talking about spirited away. God, it's getting no, fierce no, confusing. No, no, I, I was, I was kind of going, like trying to see if she's a pirate or not, because you know, any pirate would say rum. Uh, I mean, I was going to oh. say rum, and I'm a okay, little there, ashamed. There we go. Scurvy, rum, you're a pirate. It's okay. You can oh, bring us in rum donuts on the day. Oh, that's mm, that sounds fun. Rum I would make those. Donuts. Getting back to Billy Kamets for a sec, uh, I yes. must confess I hadn't seen uh, Jojo, but I had seen him in the equally confusing Neon Genesis Evangelion, and to my horror, he is Anai from Agratsuko, who, if you haven't seen that on Netflix, he is, appears in Series 2, and he is the most terrifying character in that whole show. <laughs> Have you seen Agratsuko at all? I, I have seen it. Episodes. I love yeah. it, and he freaked me out so much, and then I was like, oh... He seems all right. Because relatable. Very psychotic, but relatable. And uh, we'll edit this out if needs be. But I'm guessing it's okay to say that the Nerd no Media team will be chatting with him on the day. Yeah. Hopefully, if he's not pulled over, okay. we have let him know that you guys want to talk to him. So, 
you know, you might get a quick word in. Who knows? Excellent. We'll just grab some audio from Agretsuko if he doesn't turn up, which, you know, <laughs> is good leverage, if nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, but that's going to be my thing is, what are you guys, since you're obviously huge fans, what's the first thing you're going to ask him when you meet him? Okay, so fun fact, I'm not going to disclose it just in case any fans decide to show up. I'm going to be picking him up at the airport. Um, <laughs> the plan is, if you've ever seen, there's this photo of Josuke, and like it's like he's shouting, and it's like, it's like the camera's all shaky, and it's just love hearts. Instead of getting like a sign with somebody's name on it, I'm just going to hold that up at like the arrival thing. Um, he's going to want to turn back absolutely like straight away. He's going to be like, oh God, what have I signed up for? I'll be like, hi, Billy, nice to meet you. Can I get you to say something? And the reason I want him to say this is there's a scene in part four Jojo where the main character, Josuke, punches a plate of spaghetti. Um, again, I'm not going to spoil it, but like he just he just punches the spaghetti. So I'm going to. You're not going to spoil it. I mean, what, is, what does that mean? There's like there's an in-depth reason to why he starts punching the spaghetti. Like they, they build a whole story on this episode of like, and he just punches the spaghetti for some reason, like, for, for a very set reason. But you have to watch it to find out. But yeah, I'm gonna go up to him first thing. I'm gonna ask is like, can you say the line? I'm gonna punch the spaghetti. Like the character doesn't even say I'm gonna punch the spaghetti, but I just that's what I've kind of like instilled in my mind that he does is he says, I'm gonna punch the spaghetti and then starts furiously pounding a plate of spaghetti. See, I wish I'd known about this. I would have come dressed as spaghetti if I'd known. And then have our our guest just like beat the crap out of you. Well it, it you know, it would be a show. It'd be very For memorable. the meme. For the meme, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one way to get get media attention. Punch, punch, punching media. <laughs> nerd to know nerd. media, more like nerd to know gets beat up media. That was a terrible part. <laughs> you know, like, like I was trying to think, like you know, like beating up the nerds for the lunch nerd money. Meatballs. Get it? Because you're dressed as spaghetti. <laughs> lunch money, getting beaten up. I'm formulating. I'm just very. Tired. I'll give you this. There's a lot of nuance and layers to your to your wordplay. There's a lot of layers, that's for sure. Nuance, maybe not so much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, because I know you actually have four or five other guests. Uh, who else are we going to meet and who you're excited to see? So we'd be looking at our, our, our international cosplay guest is Creative Willows. Um, she is a cosplayer from the Netherlands um, and oh she's fantastic oh my god she did a cosplay of Samus from Metroid um, I don't know if she's going to actually be able to bring it or not which kind of brings a tear to my eye because I really 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 love Metroid god it's a good game but uh, no she's a fantastic cosplayer she's done uh, fantastic builds like Mewtwo even that's savage yes. um, I can't is it like a, a demon hunter from <laughs> I'm going to say League of Legends. I'm not too sure, but like she's just posted on her Instagram. It's like LED light up weapons and everything. It is savage. So I'm super yeah. excited. I'm super stoked. I'd be curious yeah. to see her getting that stuff through the airport, actually. Yeah, she, her MO is definitely like these massive cosplay creations. Um, it's just really cool to see. Um, we've actually made sure that she has the extra baggage to cover that. So um, just yeah, she's, she's got a great costume with her. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. It's like we almost paid the same amount for bags as we did for the actual flights, you know, just <laughs> to bring these amazing builds with her. So, like, anybody who's into cosplay, come come to Shurikon. Like, you're going to yeah. see some sick-ass cosplays. Yeah. No, like, that's why we put it in the title. It's, like, anime, gaming, and cosplay. It's mm. We really beautiful. do hammer home the cosplay for Shurikon, yeah. And looking at the timetable, there is a lot of cosplay-themed panels. Uh, will your guests be doing panels as well? They will indeed. Um, Willow Cosplay herself will be doing a panel on Sunday morning specifically about 3D printing and cosplay. Nice. Uh, that's going to be a very a very uh, cool one. Uh, one of our Irish cosplay guests as well, Agent Delta, will be doing a, a panel on Sunday evening, I believe. Yeah, it's, um, it's a panel. His, his processes. Um, so yeah, we've got. Uh, I think all our guests will be will be having a panel at at one stage over the weekend or another. Excellent. And will they also be judging? I'm assuming there'll be a cosplay competition. 
There oh. will, yes. Excellent. Will I don't suppose any of you will be participating. <laughs> um, <laughs> afraid I might not. Go as myself really quickly, just jump up on stage, being like, uh, and here's discount Markiplier cosplaying as Markiplier. <laughs> With special <laughs> guest Spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, I could put together a spaghetti costume pretty quickly. All you have to do is, like, just get a t-shirt, white t-shirt, and have somebody throw, you know, their nice Sunday dinner at you, and boom, spaghetti cosplay. <laughs> that is excellent. Sunday dinner, but sure. <laughs> and I believe you also have a YouTuber as well being at the appearing at the convention? That's right. We have Orti Games, Irish YouTuber. Um, you know, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be doing a Q&A session. Um, I think he's doing a live YouTube recording as well. Okay. Or live recording. That's, that's the plan for him anyway. And um, hopefully we're going to try get him to face off against Billy in a game of Smash because Billy's is a big uh, Smash player. And then obviously Orti Games is a gaming YouTuber. So it's like... I suppose our, our, our special international guests versus our gaming guests. You know, I'm, I'm quite excited to see how that goes. Oh, I want to see that. What time is that at? I, there's no set time per se. It's it's. You just have to uh, hang out near them and hope that yeah, like, a brawl will start. Like, Smash will be playing all day. Uh, we're going to try get them into the competition. Uh, the, the plan was like the, the winners of the Smash competition get to go off against RT and, and Billy. But then again, like there is just going to be casual smash there and yeah. knowing, big, <laughs> knowing big casual smashing a Shuricon. Jesus, what did I say? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think yes, you've got a new casual con smash name. Yeah, casual smash. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'd say they will be hanging out there and checking out some of the games. So like, I am excited regardless, you know. Excellent. And can I ask, as I, as I've, I've been watching the guest announcements over the past few weeks, how do you reach out to these cosplayers and these voice actors and YouTubers and all that kind of stuff? Like, because this seems to be a bigger roster than any of the Shurikons you've had before. It is. W one thing, just, <laughs> just, just uh, to mention, we we do have one other one other guest, which kind of falls into this, but uh, one other cosplay guest, the Irish cosplayer, Empty Cosplay. Um, and I, it may have been last year or the year before. No, it was we realized that we kind of had accidentally set a tradition whereby the winner of our cosplay competition ended up becoming our Irish cosplay guest every every year since the first Eurocon. <laughs> ah. And following that tradition, uh, Empty Cosplay won last year and and was our, uh, our our first announced Irish cosplayer guest this year as well. Excellent. That's a lovely trip. Well, now I'm going to be definitely entering the co the competition. Are the is it still possible to for people listening at home to sign up for the competition? Can you sign up on the day, or do you do it online beforehand? Absolutely possible. Um, we recommend because obviously there is a set time frame for because the competition is that we always we'll always recommend sign up beforehand just to avoid disappointment. But um, mm. normally it never gets you know to the point that if you go on the day, you'll be turned down. It, it never yeah. gets that. So, uh, you know, both are available options. You can check out our social medias. There's always going to be sign-up forms for numerous, numerous things. Um, like what we would have open now is the cosplay competition, cosplay skits, uh, and the cosplay blind date. So those are definitely on our Facebook. Um, Excuse me, cosplay blind date? Did I hear that right? Yes. Yeah. I think this is the first one that Shurikon's had, actually. We're very excited for that. That's um, going to be a panel hosted by one of our panelists. 18s plus, of course. But um, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Um, I haven't seen a cosplay blind date now on the con scene in a while. Uh, well, at least with the, the cons that I've actually attended, you know? So... Um, and I haven't actually attended a cosplay blind date since the last Erdogan. So like getting to host one now at Shurgan, it's got me kind of, ooh, that'd be fun. Especially since, I, funny enough, uh, the day beforehand is Valentine's Day. So there'd be a lot of people, I suppose, smiling to get yeah, love romance <laughs> here. You know, we've got the spaghetti. All we need is like Lady and the Tramp. Bang. <laughs> you never know. Someone may dresses them. And, and then you'll be there to like facilitate for them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just 
just before we get too far off track, uh, <laughs> I was I was double checking our submission dates, and um, uh, this this coming Tuesday, I believe, is the last date for pre-registering for the cosplay contest. Lovely. Well, I mean, I've been caught out on cons for that before, so thank you very much for letting everyone at home know that. And uh, yeah, it's um, I've got to say I'm intrigued by the uh, the blind date idea because there's a second level of challenge, which is that if the date goes well, you then have to recognize each other in public afterwards, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This might result in a shuriken, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Well, for what it's worth, I will be bringing uh, my family with our little baby Primrose dressed as Deku from from My Hero Academia. So that's like are... an honorary Shurikan baby, then I guess an honorary <laughs> Shurikan baby. Uh, so maybe by in a couple of years, we can have a Shurikan kindergarten thing going on. Like get some family oh. links in, or like Sounds have a, have another floor Shurikan kindergarten floor. <laughs> well, could you imagine that? All the baby Yodas and the tiny oh, Jojos okay, yeah, all playing cool. together. That would be very cute. And just like, I don't know, like styrofoam the entire floor so nobody gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the opposite. Leave them with all the like giant Final Fantasy Seven swords. All the and all that malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> like the low poly Final Fantasy costumes, you know, with all the like the pointy edges on them. Just beautiful, beautiful safety hazards. <laughs> oh that sounds excellent and um tell me guys then um what has been because i know we talked about this a bit before christmas but what for each of you has been the biggest challenge with putting together this convention because i imagine it is uh, i'll start with you finbar what's been your biggest challenge this year um oh biggest challenge That's a good question, <laughs> because a, a lot of my role tends to be, you know, this this time of the year. It, my my biggest challenge usually ends up being Shurikan itself, just making sure that uh, all the the volunteers are are where they need to be on the day. And um, so far, the prep work has been going ridiculously well, um, <laughs> be, 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 better than I've ever I've ever seen it. So, thank thank for um thankful for that um well yeah, fair play little... well fair play to you because like i i won't say names but i've been to cons where i've been talking to the people running the volunteers and apparently quite a lot of the time they kind of go exodus as soon as the convention starts once they're in the doors and then they run off and do their own thing so have you found that to be your experience with working with volunteers before or has it all gone smoothly no no my my own personal experience uh, the volunteers are always have always been great and and very um up up for working the on, the only problem that we you know you tend to have is as the uh, date look, uh, comes closer a couple of you know a couple of people who said they were going to volunteer life gets in the way and you end up having some dropouts and got a few less people to rely on than you'd hope to have but you always make do hmm. and uh, what about yourself Maeve? what has been your biggest challenge this year um, for me, I guess just kind of learning the ropes with running my first go at running Shurikan. Um, I've never done PRO or anything like that before, so figuring out how I to... I roped like... you into that one. <laughs> you did. Mark came up to me before the thing happened, and he texted me, and he was like, Maeve, you're running for Shurikan committee, yes? And I was like, I mean, many people have said yes, so sure. I like, well, <laughs> have I got the job for you. And That's... so I ran for PRO. <laughs> That's great. That's like super liminal recruitment. It's like, do you ever yeah, see just, that Simpsons where the Navy has a super liminal strategy where they just like yell, hey, you, yeah, join the, the, the Navy. No, it's uh, <laughs> Eva Netmia. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just played backwards. It's join the Navy. <laughs> yeah. Now you just need to find out what uh, come to Shurikan is backwards. And we'll um, just keep... Give me five put seconds. Put that throughout uh, our, all our coverage on this coming week. Just like gently in the background as Dara talks about undercover boss. It's not Nakirush Yomke Ut. Come to Shurkan. I think Nakirush Yomke Ut. Yeah, there we go. 
<laughs> so we're just gonna have to like pretend that's Japanese or something and put it at the top yeah, of the episode. Exactly. Yeah, weeb. It's it's yeah. just a weeby weeby song. It's just nice weeby song. Nothing nothing. nothing. <laughs> just a little messaging or coercing. We'll set it to ukulele or something like that. Get a nice jam going. <laughs> Can I just ask, by the way, I am looking at your schedule. There's something called an all-day Sasuke hunt. What on oh, earth gosh. is that? An absolute abomination and potentially one of the best <laughs> events we have uh, ever come up with. Um, the idea came from our creative director, Lana. Um, she's full of wonderfully weird ideas that are always just great hits at Shurikon, you know. Um, and we did it last year. The premise of it, it's not really... I don't even know if it's an event per se. It's just we're going to get really random, stupid pictures of Sasuke from Naruto, print them out, and just plaster them around the convention. There's going to be... Last year, we did eight of them anyway. And the whole thing was just find find a picture of Sasuke, take a selfie with it, and, you know, post that you found all eight. You know, um, little scavenger hunt. It's just a little scavenger hunt. Just something, if, if you got bored, you could do for yourself. Um <laughs> Or, or, you know, you'll be walking around the convention, you know, inevitably you'll see one or two of them just through the day-to-day, pique your interest, and you'll go searching for the rest. It was quite funny, actually. We, we set Finbar a challenge that he had to find all eight and, and take a picture with them. And <laughs> oh, it, oh, yeah, you uh, remember uh, that. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It, <laughs> that was me being cheeky because we had a prize for the first person who would find all eight. So um, during the setup, the Friday of last year, I, you know, got a head start in the competition. <laughs> I still didn't win, no. <laughs> unfortunately. As as a volunteer that year, it was hilarious watching the Congoers get really, really into it. They came up to random volunteers and they're like, "Hey, I heard Sasuke was here." Where is he? I don't know. I haven't seen him. And then, like, they'd be standing facing us, and the poster of Sasuke would be behind them on a pillar, and I'd just be like, "Don't laugh. Do not laugh." <laughs> and themselves. Okay, and I suppose um, since we're talking about uh, Naruto, were you guys? That's completely off topic. Were you guys aware of the mass Naruto run last year that people tried to get into Area Fifty One? Oh. oh God! Yeah, that was plastered <laughs> on the internet. That was horrendous. That was like, oh God, so funny, but what the hell? I, like, I was delighted to hear that there were actual like security press briefings for in case a million people turned up and tried to do it. People did turn up though, didn't they? They did. Not not in the millions that they. Facebook said they would, no, but like, no. you know, but still a decent There's, amount. I think there was like at least a thousand, if not more, yeah. you know. <laughs> would you organize an Angel Street Naruto run? Um, okay, so I was trying to do that. Um, that was something I suggested to the committee as part of like a promotional thing mm-hmm. for Shurikon. And once I kind of started looking into it, the amount of like uh, it is such a health and safety hazard and the amount of work that you have to organize to effectively shut down a road so that people can <laughs> run is and like granted talking like, about for, in the corridors like that's that's <laughs> wow that's ambitious oh no I, I, that, that's what i do is i just kind of shoot out really big stupid ideas and sometimes people are like hey that's kind of funny other times we were like mark just just shut up i'm like okay, okay. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness yeah in the quarter that would be funny but again it's like insurance yeah it's it's i hate that that has to be a, a potential hazard but unfortunately it is and you know if, if that was we could have thought of that if we thought about it early enough it could absolutely be organized but you know there's always next year why not next year the insurance for the Naruto run. I'd love to see that on a form and just see someone <laughs> at FBD like scratching their head it's, going... No, it's, it's like, you know that, that, that scene from SpongeBob where SpongeBob pranks the fish and the guy's like, you did what? <laughs> yeah, that, like that's, that's like the building management when we hand in the form, like insurance yeah. for Naruto running. <laughs> They're like, you what? I, I mean, in all fairness, we did have some paperwork to fill out for last year's Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, Lamy, God, Lamy stop. World record. Oh, my goodness. I remember you telling us about that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's not... 
it's it's like everything we want to do even if it seems like the most basic of tasks it's like you need insurance for that yeah you know it's like to give out because we'll be giving out red bull at the convention um and yeah everyone's like you need insurance to give out red bull it's like why why fair, i actually do agree with that one Mm. like red bull is not from this earth there's something odd about it okay yeah okay no that, that's just a general safety hazard of drinking too many of them you know it does it, it gives you wings it really does give you wings yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no that stuff is good it's i'm a caffeine junkie and it has got me through many many an all-nighter uh assignment so uh yes it may not be from this earth but god do i love it <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are just at half an hour, so we will take a quick break for ads, and then we will hear more from the creative team behind Shurikon. Please stay with us. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Nerds You Know Media. I'm still here with the wonderful creative team behind Shurikon. Guys, thank you for staying on for the second half hour. Uh, before we get into anything kind of nonsensy, I believe there's actually quite a noble cause behind why you're doing this con. Uh, Maeve, would you like to tell us what it is? Yes. Um, every year, Shurikon uh, donates all of the proceeds from the convention itself to a chosen charity. This year, that charity is Jigsaw, which is a youth mental health organization that helps to provide support and counseling for teens and young adults suffering with mental health issues. Wow. Um, and, um, like, I noticed you were fund. You mentioned at my last show, actually, that you were fundraising on a live stream over Christmas. Is that right? Yes. Uh, back before Christmas, we had a 24 hour live stream where. 70% of the profits went to uh, Jigsaw and the rest would go toward funding Shurikon. Uh, so we raised over 2,000 euro in total, so about... 2020, which is kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, 2020 for Shurikon 2020. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know but what yeah, to raise next year then. <laughs> 2021, no more, no less. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, fun. Um, That's fantastic. And it's great that like, because it's great that you're going to all that work to put the money into all of these uh, noble causes. Was there a specific reason you went with that charity? It was um, mostly just because it's one that's very close to our hearts as, um, you know, people in the age range that Jigsaw helps a lot. You know, we're all like 18 to 20 year olds. And a lot of the people who come to our con are younger than us. Um, we get a lot of teenagers from like 15 to 18 and we even get some kids as well. So it's, um, it's good to us to like raise awareness that there is this uh, facility for kids, especially introverted kids, which a lot of nerds are to, um, to know that there are people they can talk to if they're not sure if they can talk to the people that they're close to. That's a very good point. And you're right, actually, because um, our experience of being at conventions is that when people are uh, dressed up or even just among other kind of fanny people, they kind of get to self-actualize in a comfortable way that they may not necessarily do in day-to-day -day life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> well, that's right. fantastic. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, is there anywhere that we can kind of find out a bit more information about Jigsaw or anywhere like that? Is it on your page or? Yeah, um, Jigsaw has their own website. You just look up uh, Jigsaw or Jigsaw Ireland and they have a, an abundance of information, contact sources, um, the whole shebang. There are also um, Locations around Dublin. I know there's one in Tala where you can go in and physically speak to people in person from Jigsaw. Uh, in terms of our website, I think we have them listed on the website. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, we would. Yeah. Um, scroll, we've tagged them in down. quite a few of our posts as well and vice versa, you know. So um, Yeah, they're also very active on social media. So like if you were to message their Facebook or their Instagram or like to at them in any way, then they would be quick to respond or, you know, give a little support if you're just like 
I don't know, if you post a nice picture of yourself and you're like, I feel good today, and then you add Jigsaw, and they're like, great, we're happy for your mental health, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And I've got to say, looking at the events, they, I've, a lot of the panels and things, apart from hers, which is called the Star War, Disney Star Wars Postmortem, um, I noticed that all of your events are incredibly wholesome. And one that jumped out at me was your screening My Neighbor Totoro, um, whose idea was that then? That okay, so that's just like that's one of those things that kind of goes without saying, because <laughs> I suppose one of the the things since at least since I joined Shuricon anyway, I'm quite sure it was since day one. I think Finbar can confirm this is that in actuality Shuricon is is run by uh, most glorious leader Totoro. We've got a big Totoro plushie. And it's just kind of, he's pulling the strings of the con director who's pulling the strings, you know? Yeah. So, Totoro has for years been the unofficial mascot of the DIT or now TUD. You, Dublin, I'll have you know. They're very insistent on that. It will always be the IT in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graduated before the name change. You get to keep bragging rights. I have to go to business and be like, I graduated from TU Dublin. You don't know what that is because it was DIT, but it's fine. I've got to say, Maeve, I almost saw the hair flick. <laughs> I felt the hair flick. There's a quick like breeze. I'm like, oh, where did that come from? Um, all the characters I've played in the past. That's right, yeah. actually. In the play that, not to get too personal, but in the play that was never to be last year, you were that kind of character in Private Lives, weren't you? Yeah, I was very much, you know, a very dramatic little asshole of a character, and it was great. Uh, well, was it, it, it was no coward though. They're all like dramatic assholes. Exactly, yes. My favorite part was definitely when I was holding my fiancé husband, um, unfaithful man, by the leg, and I was just like, no, don't leave me, and he had to drag me across the stage while I was just gripping his ankle. (laughs) Sounds like a standard Saturday for, for me. (laughs) <laughs> it was hard to actually tell the rehearsals apart from just standard empty DIT rooms. Sorry, TUD rooms. <laughs> yeah. TU Dublin. <laughs> Calm yourself, it's fine. Excellent. Well, actually, not to get too sidetracked into our personal dramatics, but this is very timely because I don't not sure if you guys know, but recently Netflix have put I think most of the Studio Ghibli catalog on their platform uh, i'm guessing you guys are diehard ghibli fans are you oh, oh yes yeah. yeah uh but yeah they've been i think they have been putting them on in a staggered process over a number of days. yeah I don't there's know there's seven of them yet. at the moment i think ish yeah. yeah so over the course of the next month i think they're due to put the rest of them in um, I, I uh, my, like my understanding of it is it's it's seven on the first of february <laughs> march and april Oh, is it, yeah, is that it? It's, it's going to be over the course of like a few months. Yes. Okay. And uh, tell me something, guys. I'm, I know Totoro is up there, but do you guys have a favorite Ghibli or like... Oh, that's <laughs> difficult. Um, yeah, that's very difficult. Um, okay, so like I think my favorite, favorite one, and this is going to sound really cliche, is mm. Spirited Away. Um, uh, that's kind of like a movie that I'll watch at least two or three times a year and every time without fail, I like, I brought her ball my eyes out crying like um, in tears you know like that scene where she's eating the onigiri outside the pig pen I'm just like like have to get a pump for my room because I'm just like I'm actually tearing up thinking about it but yeah that would be my my favorite favorite Another one that I really love is uh, Tales from Earthsea because it's Ooh, just that's a slightly it more just obscure one. Nice. For, uh, for, for two hours and nice music with then some weird, like crazy, what was it, Master, Master Cobb, Master mm. Corn on the Cobb is what I call him. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. I haven't seen that in years now, but uh, now that it's on Netflix, I'm totally going to watch yeah, it. I'm really hyped to watch it. Excuse. Yeah. Yeah. For myself, um, Howl's Moving Castle would have been my first Studio nice. Ghibli, so it'll yeah, always have a, a place in my heart. But I, I think 
like low key, my favorite might be Whisper of the Heart. I've, 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 Ooh, from the, from you the guys first time I saw that ones. one. At that that one has really stuck with me for for several years now since I I I, I saw it maybe seven. Did they add that ago. one to to Netflix or? Uh, I, I pulled up the schedule here. That one's coming in April. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's too far away. You, you just had it to hand. I I pulled it up just to fact check myself. He's got like a little like a heart key ring, and I'm inside a, the heart key ring is just the schedule of the Scooby-Doo <laughs> Ghibli movies. I've, I'm a I'm a scientist by trade. I do fact checking. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Maeve? You got a favorite one? Um, I mean, House Moving Castle is one that I do really love. I think it's between that and then Grave of the Fireflies. Um, oh no, oh. don't! I oh, I picked I picked that one up on DVD thinking it was going to be a happy magical Ghibli, and then crying in my uh, sitting room in the middle of a Sunday afternoon with like the house full. But yeah, um, I like the two for very different reasons. I like mm. Howl's Moving Castle because it's very much about Sophie's independence in the end. And like when mm-hmm. it finishes, it's very much a case that, you know, like Sophie frees the prince from his curse. And then the prince is like, okay, I'm cool. If you ever want to like be with me, I'll wait for you. And I was like, <laughs> that's sweet. He's not forcing himself on her like in so many other forms of media. Um, <laughs> and then, then with Grave of the Fireflies, I was just like, this is incredibly sad. And I have very little emotional range. But it's also <laughs> <really> <laughs> please present it's to me also... the one emotion and make it big, please. The one emotion is just. I'll have How do I explain? one sad, please. I will. I will give you one sad, and it just comes across like. Ah! <laughs> it comes across for like very specific reasons like when Terry Pratchett died I did the big sad for like a week too soon <laughs> no I miss him <laughs> I never met him but I miss him yeah I've been getting some nostalgia. I recently watched uh, Good Omens on the Amazon and I was getting the nostalgia for him like mm-hmm. yeah. I know I know he didn't work on the show but like just that sense of humor there's no one's been able to imitate it successfully and I'm so glad that Neil Gaiman was able to bring it across in the making of Good Omens. And just mm. like, I'm happy with the like level of detail he pushed into making Good Omens the way it is, because that is one of my favorite books. Yeah, it's a funny one, not to kind of go off on a tangent, but like I've had like uh, Pratchett fans say it's too Gaiman-y and Gaiman fans say it's too Pratchett-y. So <laughs> they seem to have hit the divide well with the show adaptation. Yeah, I think so. Uh, personally, my picks for Ghibli are the recent one, The Wind Rises, and uh, Mononoke. So if they're up on Netflix, oh, you're not going to savage. You're not going to see me for a few hours now. Oh, <laughs> uh, just for those. Please tell me it is. I I hope so because I really do like Princess Mononoke as well. That's that's a fab, fab, yeah. fab tabulous. Consulting my list. It's <laughs> coming in March and the wind rises in April. Ah. Yes, excellent. Uh, so, before we kind of go into any more Ghibli stuff, I want to give a shout out to Mannequin Blue, uh, who has actually been on the show before. She's a good friend of the show. Um, she'll be running events at Shurikan, I believe. Yes, she, um, not so much events. Uh, Mannequin Blue is going to be in our curated content section. And she will be creating over the weekend two uh, fabulous balloon cosplays. Um, it's currently a surprise as to what she will be cosplaying, but from she her... She say it to us, did she? she did uh, we'll keep it a surprise then. I know, and... Oh, I, no. I can, no. Drop, I can drop the hint. One of the surprises is designed to wind Dara up. So if you know Dara, <laughs> that's a hint okay, well, for the I, Sunday I costume. I don't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but yeah. they are they are lovely and I'm very excited to see them. Yeah, it's like, Mannequin Blue. I've only I only figured out after uh we, we got a reach out email effectively mm. and um I was like, Oh, who's this? Uh looked into uh, in, into her uh we looked into her, like her her socials and all and it's, mm. it's like she's like balloon cosplays. These are legitimate cosplays made out of balloons. Oh yeah, like, like the I think the first time she did it was actually to come support myself and my fiance at Comic-Con and she spontaneously came as Hardy Quinn and got a huge response and then turned it, kind of 
changed her entire industry on it. And then when she <laughs> came as Rainbow Dash badass. the next year, like she came as Rainbow Dash, and like we could, we didn't get to see her. She was mobbed all day. Like her creations <laughs> are genuinely amazing. Oh, they're fantastic. I'm like, I'm so excited to actually see her because I, I, I've never. I suppose I've never met her or seen her at a con and I've only seen the images of, of a balloon cosplay and like that <laughs> concept is quite like mind-boggling to me. It's mm. like it's a cosplay made out of balloons. Yeah. But it's really cool. Like that's such a cool idea. So I'm very, very excited to have her there. It's it's pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. She's like, one of the she's that? one of the best humans on the planet. You're gonna have fun with her. Excited yeah, to hear like that. I've only interacted with her like organizing her to come and she's just lovely just continuously very polite and helpful and makes our job so much easier. Um, but sure, yeah, if, you, if you want the sneak, heat, sneak hint, she's been the guest on our show, I think the week before you guys were on, actually. So oh, really? if you want to hear her and Dara talk about corpse paint, that's your one-stop <laughs> shop on Spotify. <laughs> Apparently, it's what the heavy metal people wear. But uh, ah, yes, okay. she, she is a, also a, an award-winning body painting champion. She painted... My fiance's uh, pregnancy baby bump as the Death Star, so she's a good <laughs> all rounder. Like, that's good. <laughs> so uh, we are kind of heading into our last few minutes, but I'm very, very excited for for the con. Is there anything else oh, wow. you guys want to mention as far as events or anything like that? Um, it's supposed a big shout out. I think we would be. Do you want to go ahead, Mark? Oh, yeah. So I, I think we're on the same page. Is, uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, Ludo Sport and Kendo? Ooh, tell me more. Oh. Um, well, Kendo is a it's Japanese sword fighting demonstration. <laughs> so um, that's going to be really fun to see. Uh, we'll have that on the Saturday and the Sunday. And then Ludo Sports is, um, if, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just Star Wars. It's lightsaber. Yeah. It's lightsabers. Um, so yeah, very fitting for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna, there's going to be two, like I suppose, uh, fighting demonstrations uh, on both of the days. We're going to have Ludo Sports both the days and Kendo both the days. So um, yeah, you can check them out both days. And they're, uh, I'm so excited for that. You know, I'm just going to have a big amp blaring, uh, what's it called again? The, Duel uh, of the Fates. Duel of the Fates, Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just yeah, that's going to be me for the entire con when I have time. If you want to mess with them, there's a really lovely version of Duel of the Fates on YouTube that's sung entirely by Porgs. Uh, okay. Someone, some, someone took the sound of a Porg and like put it through a keyboard and then played the whole thing with just Porg noises. It sounds, uh, it might, actually sounds quite compelling. It's either going to be compelling or it might make me want to like you know like clog my ears forever i i, I can't really tell well my baby dances to it so other. it's got her vote oh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll throw it up i'll send it to mave at the end of the show but that's very exciting because myself dara and bryn and possibly a few other special guests we have our own panel at two o'clock on sunday which is called the disney star wars post-mortem if you've ever listened to our show it if star wars ever comes up Dara will speak at length and passionately so about how he believes Star Wars was better before the Disney acquisition and things to that effect. Guys, do you have any strong feelings on the newer Disney Star Wars films? I'm afraid I still don't know a whole lot about them, but I've seen a lot of strong opinions. <laughs> um, episode 7 is great. Really good. Episode 8 was oh, how are they going to save this? And then, in my opinion, episode nine is garbage. Thank you, but I, I will, but I will, but I will pivot slightly and say episode eight is great. Oh no! Oh, seven. I want to hear the counterpoint. <laughs> counterpoint. Okay, episode go. seven was great. Uh-huh. Episode eight was a masterpiece, and episode nine was disappointing. I would agree with that. You thought episode eight was a masterpiece? Best Star Wars film. You're joking <laughs> me. All right, second best Star Wars film. You're joking. Hey, I'm right there with you. Oh, oh, Fimmer, you're gonna. I'm. Oh, I'm coming for you. Oh, I've still got time. Oh, oh, sorry, the sorry. second this is over. Sorry, I think we're. You. I think myself and Mark are gonna have to um, throw down, hijack your uh, your your panel. Yeah, there. it's you know, screw your panel. It's just gonna be Fimmer versus Mark the debate on we'll Star Wars. We'll put out extra chairs. We want this to be an interactive thing. 
Oh, like it's it, like it's I can imagine like a whole you know the whole it's like uh people getting married it's like does anybody have any words or forever rest your peace or like whatever and I'll just I'm just gonna ram into that panel being like I object and uh yeah throw down with timber <laughs> oh to. my god and I'm gonna just go see you later kid and vanish back to my island in Skellig like I'll just have literally have all the Ludo Sports demonstrators come in with me, and like the panel will turn into a full like full brawl in the convention. How it's- amazing would it be if there was someone with a double sword like Darth Maul? Oh, I'm really hoping for that. I'm so hoping for that. Shurikon's oh, cancelled if that doesn't happen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we got to make Absolutely. this happen. You got to have a like lightsaber fights as people are doing Naruto runs. We got to like get a proper. Like, I mean, there's multiple levels to Angel Street. We could have it happen. Yeah, you, you could just have, like, yeah. an obstacle course and half the people are doing the run and half of the people are trying to chop their heads off with lightsabers. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The insurance isn't filled out. <laughs> we, could, we could have, like, a running of the bulls thing where everyone has to do a Naruto run holding spaghetti mm. with your special guest chasing after. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's Maybe brilliant. with the other cosplayers in tow. This sounds wonderful. The more energy, the the better. Yeah, put me on the panel next year. I have many strong ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd be happy to have you back next year. Like, you're already so much fun. I can't wait to see what you do on the day. Uh, You may regret that afterwards. They always start well, and then it sort of pivots into what Dara is increasingly calling his group therapy. (laughs) Excuse me? Excuse me? Well, I mean, we always try and talk like intellectually about Star Wars, and then it sort of gradually goes off the cliff into his wish fulfillment of uh, as this scenario where Luke, it's like someone wakes up in the shower and Luke's there, and it was all a dream and all that kind of stuff, and all the Disney stuff that got wiped out comes back. Again, okay, we're heading into wish fulfillment, but definitely you'll get a group therapy vibe. We should have really called it that in retrospect. Star Wars group therapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'll have a bunch of like stormtroopers showing up, being like, "I don't know, man. I just, I just feel I can't, you know, hit my target anymore. I ain't got no, <laughs> not what I used to be, man." <laughs> That's what we're going to do next year: stormtrooper target practice. Like the gun just. I thought you were going to say stormtrooper group therapy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's brilliant. Oh my god! Well, there, there's that's to be that has to be a Disney Plus show right there. Yeah, that would I, be I'd watch yeah, that. I'd, I'd watch I would it. watch that. I would absolutely watch that. It'd be better than episode nine anyway. Well, I mean, no arguments here. But uh, I also want to give a shout out to our friend Straya De Canto, who runs another show. I, I believe we talked about this a bit off the air. I believe she runs Pokemon battling events in previous Shurikans. Uh, not quite. She was the winner of our Pokemon League last was that last? No, the no, two years it ago. was two years ago. Or yeah. two years ago. Yeah. It was a, a special event that we, we, we ran at the second Shurikan. Yes, she is our mighty Pokemon champion, and she also produces some very awesome Pokemon art of a like, slightly creepy variety. I would go further than slightly creepy, but uh, yes, we became acquainted with her because we attended her horror panel. I believe you were there as well, Maeve, at JCon. And she mm-hmm. has since joined the Nerd to Know Media family. So she's going to have a panel called Women in Pokemon, Brackets and Evolution, at <laughs> noon. Are you guys big Pokemon people? Or Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm actually kind of curious how to, uh, like, what, what this panel exactly entails, you know? Um, because, like, you know, when we're going through the panel applications, the description, it, it's not exactly like a, an essay. It, it's a brief... Um, brief one-liner on like what they're going to do and all that and uh yeah it's just just, it seems to be like a talk on like the evolution of women in pokemon and i I mean yeah i'm just curious to see how that goes because i I love i love reading anything about pokemon to be honest um like i'll I'll watch garbage pokemon videos at like two o'clock in the morning just (laughs) because yeah i love pokemon excuse me garbage pokemon videos are we talking playthroughs or no just like um i don't even know it's like oh yeah i I took the gen 5 characters and made them a little bit better (laughs) you know and that'll go on for like half an hour of of somebody redesigning the gen 5 characters or the gen 
three characters or whatever or uh, another one it's like what if or the reggie's portrayed as like every type that kind of thing you know it's garbage but i love it oh no i completely agree i'm just chasing up the name of it now but uh a channel i watch is um where people are challenged to draw pokemon just by their names and i think at least one of them doesn't hasn't seen pokemon so they have to draw on the spot what they think a Bulbasaur is. And more often than not, it ends up being like men in weird costumes or sentient trees and all this kind of bizarre stuff. <laughs> Effectively what Bulbasaur is. He's yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, I believe it's the Drawfee channel. Three artists try drawing Pokemon from memory and they have a big, long series on it. And it goes some very, very strange places. You're not going to look at Pokemon the same once you're through it. <laughs> uh, but actually i didn't get that so um are you all three of you pokemon people like or um i am like a medium pokemon person in that okay. i've seen a lot of the original series and i have played pokemon go but none of the nintendo games Oh. I, I'd be right there with you. I haven't played the Nintendo games since about gold, which is a sign of my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not much better, to be honest. I last, last Pokemon game I put any time into would have been Sapphire. Sapphire is good, though. Emerald is better. <laughs> Emerald is way better. Well, then I got to ask, do you guys have a favorite Pokemon or two? Psyduck. Yes, good man. <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, no, no, no questions, no hesitations. He's been waiting his whole life to shout that on the radio. He's, he's just like, <laughs> you know, like when he was seven, it's like my one aspiration in life is to be asked what my favorite Pokemon is. <laughs> that you just granted his wish. To be one honest, that my... was every kid's wish in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd call it a memory per se because I don't remember it happening. But a standout moment from the very first Shurikon was someone taking a picture of me in the committee room, and I looked like Psyduck. I just had my hands in my, my, in, my, in my head, in my hands, just staring at a computer screen, just with a huge migraine. Oh, uh, so I think I know the one you're talking about. That was, that was the moment I knew put, Psyduck that's was, my, put was my spirit animal. Chance. So wait, was this was everyone getting confused around you? Was that also a no. side effect? Like- <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I Someone took a picture of me and I had no recollection of it until they showed me the picture a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That's how focused or That's how unfocused cyber. I was at that given time. Yeah. And um, what about you, May? Have you got a favorite? Um, I mean, from my limited knowledge, I just really like Sudowoodo and Bulbasaur. They just, I like planty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go with the plant ones. Uh, yeah. Pseudo Wudo, yeah. There's, I've always found him a bit scary personally. Like, I just think con- he's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For me, he's on the Mr. Mime kind of vibe. I think he's slightly oh. too human. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I get it's, it's that. But he's like blank. pre-proportioned. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Snorlax person all the way. I've, I've got. It's the only thing I've got Pokemon fan art done of is uh, Snorlax, me and him having cups of tea and that kind of stuff. Actually, it was Mannequin Blue who did it for me now that I think of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm going to have to bring that in with me. Guys, I'm afraid we are nearly out of time. But before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to say about the con or just about life in general before we wrap up? Um. Well about the con come to come to the con come to the con where <laughs> and when can, where and when can people attend the con uh next weekend the 15th and 16th of february from 10 a.m to 7 p.m on the saturday and 10 a.m to 6 p.m on the sunday i believe yes and then on the saturday we'll be having from 7 p.m onwards our charity auction in Wheelands. so Definitely come to that if you're over 18. Um, but yeah, that, that should be good. It's, it's, again, our first charity auction that we've ever done. So um, we are very excited for that. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we, we will certainly, I will be there all weekend, uh, dressed up Fantastic. as all might with my family. But mm-hmm. uh, we will certainly, the Nerd to Node media team, that is, we will be mm-hmm. there at 2 o'clock on Sunday with our Star Wars group therapy session, otherwise mm-hmm. known as the Disney Star Wars Postmortem. Our good friend, uh, Strayer DeCanto, will be there at noon on Sunday with her Women in Pokemon. 
And uh, our other good friends, because it's a big family, Mannequin Blue will be there with her balloons. So we're looking forward to seeing you all there. So this is Keanu Calicon signing off. And uh, each of you say your goodbyes to the wonderful listening public. Goodbye, everyone. Later. Woo! And we will see you the 15th and the 16th. This is Nerdto Media. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.